Hey everyone, it's Mallow, your host of Identico After Dark and the creative director here for Identico. Before we get started, I just wanted to let you know that this episode is brought to you in part by Gamers Heaven and their newest location just north of Seattle, Washington. There, in a family-friendly and welcoming environment, you can play tabletop or video games, read manga, or just relax with friends and sample some amazing drinks from their boba tea bar. If you want to learn more, log on to GamersHeavenSeattle.com to see hours and location. Now let's get on with the show. Hello, Fringers. The following podcast may not be suitable for all ages. Listener discretion is advised. everyone and welcome to tonight's episode of identico after dark our nerdy little podcast where we talk about gaming tv music movies and more my name is mallow i am one of your hosts tonight and i'm joined by my co-conspirator alex say hello to the people what's going on everybody we oh. got some fun fun stuff tonight yeah it's gonna be a good <laughs> show tonight uh 100 percent less msg tonight a lot less sodium in the chat hopefully maybe i don't know i've been prepping some people because i know what we're going to talk about first and it might divide some people we'll see we'll see uh i i don't know how this first topic because we're going on the rundown you sent me i don't know how anybody can be divided on this first topic i I can guarantee you we have enough people out there uh it's entirely possible but before we get to that a couple of announcements uh as usual uh, there are some links down below uh, to support us uh, for uh, an affiliate of ours, Strategy Coffee. Uh, we're big coffee drinkers. I'm drinking tea tonight uh, instead of coffee uh, because I would like to sleep sometime this millennial. But Strategy Coffee, uh, we're going to be partnering with them to make a special Identico blend uh, probably sometime in the future as we've been working with them for a little bit. Um, they're actually on sale uh, at Alex's shop uh, here in the Seattle area. Um, they are. Use that link down below if you want some good coffee beans. Uh, very good prices, and it gets shipped directly to your door. Uh, so go check it out right there. It's also uh, another streaming company and another uh, independent business, because that's what we're all about here. Supporting uh, Rising Tide, lifting all the boats. Uh, secondly, if you're making minis, I know I'm making some robs coming up this week, and I'm going to be doing that on HeroForge.com, uh, where you can design and make your own minis. Uh, and so, uh, we're going to be making some robs. We're going to be making some stuff for the in-game, uh, the in-store, excuse me, in-store games at Gamer 7. Uh, so I've got some minis on hand and stuff like that for the game. Uh, so go check it out. There's a link down below. That's our affiliate link. Uh, every time you use that link, it kicks a little bit of money back to us and helps us, uh, helps us keep the show running. So on top of that, all of the uh bits and streams uh and uh subs and everything like that that you all are doing in the chat if you've got a prime sub drop it for us uh you're using amazon's money and that's okay uh it costs you nothing but it helps us keep the show going so we appreciate it um if you want to directly support the show playidentico.com uh that is where you can find the merch that is where you can find the book that is where you can find rules updates, pre-generated characters, and all that kind of stuff. If you're not familiar that this podcast is supported by a game that we wrote many, many years ago and that we continue to play every day, uh, go check it out. It's a lot of fun. Give me feedback on the website because I'm redoing it again. Um, we got a lot of new stuff coming out, 
and so we're preparing for that. So expect a lot of updates coming out over the summer. Uh, there's a lot that is being written and being worked on and workshopped and, and play tested right now. So Mal go Mal check it out. has been inspired lately. Very uh, inspired. I just, I, I live off of caffeine and spite uh, and pure and utter hatred despite the creators. That's it. Uh, yes. Every day that I wake up, I make sure that the assassins did not do their job. Um, and Indeed. there you go. Um, oh, we have a new thing in the store called Neon Gothic. Go check that out. That's the that's oh. the plug for Neon Gothic. That's a fun one. Uh, and if you know of Taylor at Gamers Heaven, ask her about Neon Gothic because she's the she. I I put the idea out in the world, and now she's might be the brainchild of some amazing, crazy things it's that are going to come out. I found out about this after he had already pitched it to Taylor and she was like, da da da. And I was like, is this going under the humanoid banner? I didn't pitch it like, to her. She figured it out and came to me. She was, she was like, yeah. Didn't, I was like, all right, well, here we go. Yep. Here we go. Um, Saddle up kids. It's going to be fun. There is a lot of stuff coming. Yeah. A lot. I don't so, stop. It's bad boys no. for life. No. <laughs> am I Will Smith or Martin Lawrence in this, in this scenario too? Which one am I? Oh, that's tough. <laughs> I'm gonna leave that to the chat. Chat, you can you can tell us. All right, which one is Will Smith? Which one is Martin Lawrence? Yeah. I'm curious what the chat thinks. Right? You can't go wrong. By the way, there's no wrong yeah, answer here. No answer here because yeah. that was a great movie, and I don't care what you say. All those movies are great. When they took the Delta Force commandos and just randomly showed up out of nowhere to Cuba <laughs> in Bad Boys 2, I was like living for it. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Jerry Bruckheimer, for bringing a little joy into my life. Yes. Okay. You also gave us great, like, like comfort fodder, like The Rock. Yeah, that too. Okay. Sean so, Connery. Yes. It's and, The Rock. And, and Nicolas Cage before he became fully Nicolas Cage. Oh, we can hang on. Real topical, real topical piece. Have you seen the Nick Cage as Nick Cage playing Nick Cage movie trailer that I came have, out today? I have. I have, this one's been out for a little while. The first one came out a while ago, and I haven't watched that because it's got uh, the Mandalorian in it. It's got Pedro Pascal in it and That's Tiffany right. Haddish. It's oh. gonna be bonkers. It's going to be <laughs> the most meta thing on the planet. I can't wait. Uh, it's just, it's like, it's like, like John Wick doesn't take the piss. Like John Wick, like doesn't, like it knows what it is. This is like if John Wick took the piss. Like it's, yeah, <laughs> it's so stupid and silly. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a silly concept, but I think it'll work. I'm also looking for forward to his return as Spider Noir in the second Into the Spider Verse movie. Yes, because he's coming back for that, and that that makes me really really happy yeah no it's gonna be good stuff i cannot wait so yeah speaking of uh segue pedro pascal star wars universe a particular trailer came out today uh doesn't uh, well and i'm all you know the snark take of the new kenobi series that's coming up that we've been all excited for <laughs> The snark take today that I saw was uh, can't wait for uh, the Kenobi series to have episodes three and four of the Mandalorian somewhere inserted in the middle of the season. Um, uh, I don't think they're going to do that, by the way. No, that no. would be wrong. Uh, so to review, let's let's make sure as far as we know at this point, what Disney has told us so far, right? 
is that Obi-Wan Kenobi is not a running series. It is a limited series. The episodes we're getting now, that's all we're getting. Um, I haven't seen an episode runtime list yet. I know there are six episodes. I don't know if this is going to do all of the Mandalorian where we're keeping it in that 30, 35 minute mark, or because there are only six episodes, are we going to Game of Thrones it and go 50 to 60? I haven't seen it yet, but back to the trailer. I loved the trailer. Yeah, I thought it was perfect. They could not have done a better job because I know what it's about without knowing anything about it. Yeah, right. I got just enough Easter egg to be like, ah, neat, right? But without it being like, ah, oh, fan service too much. <laughs> okay, it it hit that that line just right. Yeah, in my opinion, I uh, I am not easily swayed. Um, I I am I have both been a creator and 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 had to report about uh entertainment and things like that enough in my career where i am i am intrigued but not easily like brought to elatedness in hype trailers um there's very few times especially in western trailers where i truly think about it and and get really excited this one though like legitimately had me had stand up uh and walk away from the monitor for a second because it came in and I like they showed Ewan McGregor and all like that as it and you know the line of you know we lost the battle and you know all that kind of stuff but then when Duel of the Fates hit I was just like I just threw off the headphones I got up I had to walk around because that's still like the number one Star Wars song ever and such a definition of the first you know, the prequel trilogy, Pretty like entirely insane, um, insane so use of it. I will tell you something funny about the first time I saw the Kenobi trailer. So I was scrolling through TikTok today and anybody, anybody who's, who's seen TikTok, you will see some really brilliantly cut and edited fan trailers <laughs> done on TikTok. And so when I was scrolling through today, I was, they were like Kenobi trailer. And I was like, I'm sad because it's another <laughs> fan trailer and it's going to be good, but I'm going to tell story. And I was watching it and I was like, oh, wait. Oh, wait, this isn't a fan trailer. Oh, it's not bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, I was, because legit, like, I was like, oh, another one of these. Like, because this is why I stay really on TikTok. It's nothing but poison. They will make some really good fan trailers. Yeah. Uh, and post them there, and they're cool, but they're all BS. Um, so then I went back and watched it on the, the proper size screen, not my phone. Um, Arm Brooks in the check saying, I haven't seen it yet. All right, I, I give you permission to temporarily leave this stream. Go yeah. watch it Go right watch now. It. Come back. It's like two minutes. It's really good. If I could get um, away with playing it on the stream as a reaction video, we might actually, if we don't play it in its entirety, I don't know what fair use would that be because this is technically as, as, a journalistic and in, in opinion as, as, show. I think as long as we're talking about it as we go yeah. through it, I think we're okay. Um, so, again, I, I, I liked everything about it. I thought it was well done. Again, I kind of know what it's about without knowing anything about it. Um, 
Well, I mean, there's, I think, I think there's a lot that we know about it, right? Like it's got, it's got two inquisitors in it. It does. Like, and I don't know, I, again, I don't know all of the backstory of the inquisitors. Cause I'm still making my way through the clone wars and Jedi and, uh, uh, rebels, rebels and stuff like that. Um, big in rebels, but, but the big deal of that, right. Is like, you, you know, first off you see a lot more lightsabers. I, I hate the inquisitor spinny lightsaber thing. I think that's the dumbest thing they've ever created. Um, and oh, come I, and on, it's, they it's use the it like dumbest. a little helicopter in no. the cartoon, and it's hilarious. No, it's uh, look. I'm not even. I'm not even a Jar Jar hater, but I hate Palpatine return line. Like the fact that like you can they can Mary Poppins that shit. Like hmm. no. So we know. So here's the. This is where the trailer again. We see the trailer, right? And this is why I say we kind of know what it's about without knowing anything about the show. We know Hayden Christensen is in the show. We know Darth Vader is in there, yes. Okay, and Hayden Christensen is playing him. What we don't know is, are we gonna get flashbacks? Will we get Hayden in like, force projection form? How is that gonna work? Do we have James Earl Jones doing the voice of Vader? Right? Do we have, uh, because you know, Ian McKellen, not Ian McKellen, uh, Ian McDermott. <laughs> you God, shall damn. not pass. <laughs> <laughs> not Gandalf or Magneto, but the Emperor. Ian McDermott's not dead, right? Yeah. Could we get an Emperor cameo? One of the things that I love about all the Star Wars shows they've done so far is there's always been a level of surprise. Yes. Right? Um, with as many leaks and everything that happens, the fact that nobody, and I mean nobody, knew Baby Yoda was coming before Baby Yoda came was a miracle for Disney. Um, the 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 end of season two of Mandalorian with the, the appearance of Luke, all the stuff they've done has, they've always given us a good set of surprises that I think have worked out well. And so I'm one, I, I'm anticipating this too because what else is in there? Right, I, I like th we didn't got we got no Vader in that trailer. None. Well, we got we got the breath at the end. We so, got the breath. We we know. I, I thought look, I heard the Emperor's voice at one point, but I think I was wrong about that. Uh, it's the I think it's the Inquisitor trying to sound very uh, Emperor esque, but yeah, I think it's the. Um, I think we're gonna straight up get a Obi Wan Vader fight so, at some point. So, so two things. Uh, Graham Jones in the chat saying, "I hope they go full dark fugitive spy grunginess with it." I think we're going to get more of the spy side of it and the grunginess out of Andor. Yes, I agree. Which before, I'm here for. That's going to be before great. We, before we get out, we get it out of Obi Wan. Um, that other planet, whatever planet that is that he goes to, uh, has a very identical feel to me. I'm like, he's going to Coruscant, sad. isn't he? He's back in Coruscant. That's that's not Coruscant. Sure looks like so. it. It sure looks like uh, it. I, I, it kind of gave me a feel like the old way they used to describe Narshada in the uh, legend stuff. Those uh, are words that you say that I think I don't know. <laughs> um. So Grandpa Joe's throwing some. Oh, he actually redeemed. He points redeemed for this. points to highlight his message. For this Obi Wan goes to Tatooine. Vader or the Inquisitors get too close to finding Baby Skywalker. So Kenobi shows himself and leaves him on a merry chase and then dies in a confrontation with Vader after defeating the Inquisitors. Um, I don't think he dies because, again, you can kind of tweak that line in episode four 
no matter what. Um, I think it just gets away and Vader basically gives up. Um, but I don't think your prediction is necessarily too far off. We do see Joel Edgerton, who played uh, Uncle Ben. Mm-hmm. Right? Ironic. Um, yeah. Or not Uncle Ben. Uncle... Uncle Owen. Owen? There we go. <laughs> oh, God damn. Okay. I'm like... I'm crossing the, the franchise streams tonight. Okay. <laughs> um, Joel Edgerton, who played Uncle <laughs> Owen in episodes two and three. Yeah. He is as Uncle Owen. Uh, <laughs> the girl who they got to play, Baru, in episodes two and three is back. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, 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 there was nothing wrong with that trailer. It was perfect. No, I think it's going to be, I think it's, I think it's very good. I think that we are going to get, uh, we are going to get a lot more of the Vader backstory and hunting Jedis and things like that in a non, mm -hmm. I think we're going to get some other Jedi besides Obi-Wan. I think we're going to see the Inquisitors merc some other Jedi. I in think the show. we will, and I think that's probably Obi Wan's further descent is going to be him failing to save those other Jedi. I think it's. I think it might be that Darth Maul showing up. Um, nope. You say nope. no. Nope. 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 I think he might. I. I want to see it. I want to see more Ray Park. Here's the thing: Ray Park uh, is actually, and I've seen him lately. Um, he is physically not capable of doing it anymore. Mm. Um, so it would be a different actor for one. For two, because of the stuff in Rebels, I don't think that they go down that road. Why? You already have the Inquisitors and you have Vader. You don't need Maul. Like, it's pointless. Um, uh, I, I don't think, I don't think they do it. I think that we do not see Maul in Obi-Wan. That's my, that's my bet. Interesting. Okay. Do we, will he show up in Mandalorian? You think? Or is no, he dead, dead by, by that point? I mean, he's dead they, by that like, point. Okay. Like spoiler alert. So mute it for a couple of seconds <laughs> if you haven't heard it, but they end his storyline pretty well. Um, Ezra leads Maul kind of by accident, kind of by being stupid, um, leads Maul to Obi-Wan on mm -hmm. Tatooine. Um, and Maul and Obi-Wan have another showdown. And mm -hmm. this time, Obi-Wan actually kills him, right? Not like, and yeah. then buries him in the middle of the desert. I right? want like, to see that fight in real life. Not a, uh, it's not a very interesting fight. In Rebels, it, it might not be, but in the live action, it might be. They had some good fights in Rebels. Um, the Ahsoka Vader fight in Rebels was great. It lasted like uh, two seconds. The Ahsoka Maul like, fight was way better. Uh, but I don't think they mess with that. I I, I really don't. Mm -hmm. I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna pull that in there. Um, and honestly, that would probably be one of the things that would disappoint me about the series is if they tried to to like shoehorn Maul in there when they don't need him. Yeah. They have they have at least two Inquisitors and Vader. You, you're done. You you don't need any more major threats. You're fine. It's uh, <laughs> okay better in the same sentence. But Jesus Christ. I God. promised less sodium this week. Jeez. For, for anybody who wants concept, context to Grandpa Joe being snarky in the comics, 
go to our YouTube channel, which is now just youtube.com slash identico. Hey. Hey. Um, and thank you to everybody who helped us get there with your uh, subs to the channel. You can go back. Oh, this is probably about seven or eight episodes of Identico After Dark. Uh, it is Ahsoka is a better, is the best character. And we did get Joe to admit that Ahsoka is not a terrible character. Mm -hmm. uh, so, for what it's worth, if you'd like to see that episode and us spend an hour and a half talking about how great Ahsoka is. Yes. I, I, I invite you to go watch that episode. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think they shoehorn them all in there. I do think we're going to get some surprises. Um, we can see by, how old do you think Luke is in that? Video probably seven, eight, seven, eight, yeah, ish. top. <laughs> uh, so seven, eight tops. He's obviously using like a VR headset to like learn to fly. Yeah. Um, very cute little moment there. Um, that's about it. Yeah. You know, I mean, again, the trailer showed a lot without showing anything. <laughs> it did. I mean, the thing that I'm the thing that I'm looking most forward to with Andor. Uh, especially is I'm very, t I mean, if it is Coruscant, great, that's fine. Um, if it's another planet, that's cool too, but I'm getting, I am in the fatigue of the Skywalker saga and this fits hundred percent in it. Right. Um, I want to see more people and more planets and more places. So I'm, that's why I'm, I am hyped for this series. I'm very excited because we get, codified the inquisitors and all of the things that happened in between to hunt down the jedi and stuff and i actually would love to see a vader series that continues that later on that we dive deeper into uh the concept of vader and what happened in between all of this stuff i know we're going to get a glimpse of it here but it's going to be mostly obi-wan and the inquisitors and stuff Mm -hmm. I want to see a Vader series that dives into all of the other things. I mean, hell, pull it exactly from the comic because that comic series for Vader is very popular. All Just right. so translate it to live I'm, action and let's roll. I'm, I'm going to tangent this for you for just a moment on the idea of a Vader series. How mad are you at Disney if they recast his voice? James Earl Jones, and the reason I say this is this. We, we we have heard nothing about a Vader series, so it's not, as far as we know, in production yet. Yeah. Right? James Earl Jones, you know, God bless him, is 91 years old. I just went to look to see how old he was. <laughs> okay? Like, I, I'm fully like, we're going to lose him someday. Uh, how, know. how angry would I be or how angry am I that, uh, certain AI companies have not already figured out a way to, uh, preserve deep his fake, voice. Deep fake his voice. That's now, not deep I fake. Said, you can literally just get the frequencies right. Well, that's the I thing. Mean, so I said a few years ago that if I was Disney, the minute they bought that and when they had, cause he came back for rebels and he came back for rogue mm -hmm. one. And if I was Disney, I would be like, James, we're going to pay you $20 million. Leave it to your kids. Leave it to charity. We don't care. Yeah. But we just need you to sit in a room and say words as yeah. Darth Vader. Okay. Yeah, a bunch of just, stuff. Just say words and phrases so we can chop them together later or build an AI thingy. Uh -huh. um, you know, Scott Lawrence did a great job with the voice. Was that Scott Lawrence in Fallen Order? Uh, I believe it was. Yeah. 
Okay. I, I think that's the other thing too is you is you've got enough characters. I mean, hell, if somebody out there can do Frank Oz's Yoda as well as Frank Oz does, or Kermit, or any of the other Muppets, there are people that can get us close enough with pitch shift and modulation and things like that. That will be there. That will be there, and I think okay. it will be just fine. So okay. Uh, James Earl Jones is immortal. He has to be. The universe is not allowed. Bit player, <laughs> I, I, I bloody hope you're right. Yeah. Because you know what? I don't know if I could take that. Yeah. Um, I appreciate that, Kramer. Um, but yeah, no, I think I think it's the thing of like, yeah, you're not going to be able to pay. It's just like you can't pay, you know, you can't pay, you know, Samuel L. Jackson to play Mace Windu at all points and times either. Like, you just can't keep bringing back these high paid actors for one TV series. I'm just glad they got you and back. Oh, absolutely. They couldn't do it without that. Was, that. Like, I don't know. I, I and he to me is one of the high points of the prequels. Um, I don't hate the prequels as much as other people do i did I, I was i was down on the prequels until the sequels came out and showed me that the prequels were not nearly as bad as i thought they would be um you know outside of, i mean i was a huge vfx nerd it was one of the reasons i liked vfx and the other things that came out of it but yeah. um the writing at least makes some semblance of sense compared to yeah. the sequels to, to to me, the biggest issue with the prequels was was two things. One, the CGI in it did not age well. For the time period in which they were released, it, it was, was okay. great. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Right. But it, like looking at 2022 standards, like it didn't age well. It, except for um, the Yoda versus Dooku fight. And I, if let's be honest, there, there are some people in this chat right now that I went to see that with in the theater the night that it came on. And that moment, like that moment, built a hype where you heard the like kunk, kunk of Yoda's staff and all like that, and then it just goes full on stupid right after that. <laughs> yeah, here's here's the thing. I remember when I saw episode two in the theater because obviously back then this was before like Reddit and Twitter were a thing, uh, so you didn't get as many spoilers. Uh, the theater lost its nuts when 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 he dropped the cane and yes. then, like doesn't even reach for his lightsaber. <laughs> The lightsaber <laughs> flies off his belt into his hand, like the entire theater. Oh, we were went losing our shit. Bananas! Absolutely. They were like, oh shit! This is about to get crazy, right? And yeah. then you see him, whirling dervish of death. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, I, I like I said, I never was that down on the prequels. I thought they were fine. They have the same issue. The biggest issue with the prequels, and, and I will I will die on this mountain, is that the original trilogy, George didn't write the whole thing. Yes. Right? He handed off episodes five and six to different screenwriters, which is what he should have done for episodes two and three. You can run the story, George. You can produce and direct and do all this stuff. But I'm sorry, buddy. You can't you can't write dialogue. Yeah. Which You're is an ironic because an amazing innovator. <laughs> But you can't write dialogue. Seven, eight, and nine. He should have had the reins even more in that and booted JBA Abrams and all that out of the way. He like, didn't want it. I know he didn't want it, but I'm just saying. Well, of course, because he dealt with 20 years of people hating on episodes one through two and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, and I think it's the. Uh, I wish he would have had a harder hand in that and basically been like, you know, at least directed the ship in one direction. Um, yes. rather than having to deal with all the rest of it. I actually would love to see them go back and do a, uh, a special edition for episodes one through three where they actually go 
backwards in time a little bit and do a little bit more grittiness now that the CGI technology's gotten better. Um, and actually smooth over a lot more of the, the stuff that, you know, we, we could only do back in the day. Um, yes. I think it would be an interesting I, kind of like look and feel to it. I, I would love to see them do a remaster of, of the yeah. whole thing. Um, all right. I think we've beat that to death. Um, again, we're excited for Kenobi. We will probably do, I don't know if we'll do weeklies when Kenobi's out. It's a limited series. So maybe we'll see. Yeah. We'll see how it comes out with it. Um, Definitely the first episode. Yeah. May 25th. May 25th, indeed. Which is cool because it's the anniversary that Star Wars came out. Um, is that before or after Andor? Uh, it's before. Before. Uh, Indira have- Varma, by the way, is in this show, right? Um, but do we know who? But what is she playing? Do we know? Uh, let me look. Look at the let me look at the cast again here. Or, unless Kenobi. Google is nope, it's Tia. Who's Tia? I have no idea. Kamala and Johnny's in this show. Yeah. Kamala and Johnny's in this show, and we saw him not once in the trailer. And in IMDb, he's credited for six episodes. Owen Lars is credited for six episodes. I think there's a lot more to I, this show yeah. than we realize. I also want to know Soon Kang. Fast and Furious alum, my boy. Uh, what's he doing? We've been talking about it. We this is like three. I gotta every time we bring this up, I have to drop his name because I love that dude so much. Uh, doesn't have a credit yet either. So spoilers there, maybe. I don't know. But I, like again, this is all I, stuff I, that I want to see, man. I have no idea what they're doing. Hayden Christensen's credit for six episodes. Hugh Negrator for six. Um. I knew he's known to be wrong occasionally, um, but we'll see. It's occasional, that's for sure. Yep. Um, Andor right. comes out <laughs> when? Twenty twenty two is all I can see on the thing. I don't know. I don't think we've actually got a date for it. Yet, I don't think we have a date just... for it either. Yeah. Hmm. And we get Lando coming up. Is that this year or next year? Lando next year. Uh, I don't know if we're, I don't have they announced that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Hmm. Um. I I'll be honest with you. I'm starting to believe that Star Wars is a better story told on television than it is in movie theaters. Yeah. No, and, I think it's I think it's fine. Yeah, and, I think it's great. And every Star Wars movie right now is stuck in development hell. <laughs> it just is. You know, um, the Patty Jenkins was supposed to direct the Rogue Squadron movie, and they've put that on indefinite hiatus. Yeah. Which basically means we're going to quietly chuck this in the garbage can when everybody forgets about it. No, I think they'll bring it back. I think they're going to keep it like, I think they'll bring it back. Rogue Squadron is just one of those things that you can't get away from in Star Wars. They're going to have to get a different direct because apparently her and whoever it is there at Lucasfilm cannot come to creative agreements. That's what they said. Okay. I mean, it's fine. (laughs) There's a lot of other directors out there. I I want Patty Jenkins to do it. I think she's a great director, but I'm, you know, the, the show will go on with Star Wars. It's monolithic when it comes to that, right? Like, yep. So... Um, but yeah, there's a lot of different things coming up. You want to go on to the next segment? Yeah. You want to do, uh, you want to do Funimation or Bandcamp next? 
Let's do Bandcamp because okay. I think it's shorter and I honestly understand it less. <laughs> so, uh, Bandcamp has for a long time, uh, friends of the show, uh, I'm going to shout out a couple of them, uh, MC Lars and uh, Mega Ran, uh, as like many other ones, Shay for the Dark Lord. Many of my nerdcore uh, heroes and uh, acquaintances and, and, you know, a lot of friends with that, um, you know, for a different version of this show, actually, Mega Ran gave me a couple of interviews and MC Lars uh, hung out with us on in one part in time. Uh, so, you know, there's been a pretty special brethren to that kind of like nerdcore camp. Um, and being camp for a lot of indie, uh, you know, musicians, especially in the nerdcore, or at least for me, um, you know, still use Bandcamp a lot. Um, and it's been well known for like Bandcamp days where like a, even like a hundred percent of proceeds go to the artist, and they've been very like artist focused uh, in the past. Um, but recently, uh, I think it was last week, because uh, we didn't we didn't get to have a show last week. But last week, uh, Bandcamp announced that they were joining Epic Games. For those on the podcast, I'm making a crazy face right now. Um, I, I don't understand. Joining, joining is 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 an interesting term for you know. Epic Games bought Bandcamp. I I think it is. Uh, and and I <laughs> somebody in the chat sticking out their tongue on that one. Uh, it's I, so I I'm interested in this one. Like I really yeah. am, mainly because I love Bandcamp. Like I'm not I'll, saying this is like a doomsday device kind of thing. It just seems strange. So, on the surface, at least. I'll, I'll say two things. One, I think that at least for the time being, it's not going to affect Bandcamp's business model for at least another year or two. That being... That being said, this is starting to read like an Identico story. <laughs> You're always trying to bring it back. <laughs> I am, but here's the reason. So... Tencent Holdings has a 48% stake in Epic Games, mm -hmm. right? That being said, Tencent Holdings has a 58% stake in Tencent Music, and those companies have a 10% stake in Universal Music. Universal has a 3.5% stake in Spotify. 10% is a 9.9% stake in Spotify. And Sony has a 2.9% stake in Spotify. Um... You're saying that it's just proliferation? In a no, little bit? What, I'm, <laughs> what I'm saying is this is a really weird purchase by Epic. Um, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And what I'm saying is, is that I think there's a lot more to this purchase than is visible on the surface again that's why i feel like it reads like a bad not a bad but it, like actually so this is the stuff that i like to write for identico which is this company's buying this company and, and if you watch <laughs> ksc there's like it was one of the first things we started with is these two companies are merging because they want to be a bigger force in the thingamajigger mm -hmm. right um this is very strange with how all the stakes in Spotify and Universal and Sony and all the other companies that are in the music industry are intertwined. I feel like there's something here that, that 
is going on. And I wonder, follow me here, with the where those stakes are placed in Spotify and it being the only one that I think even has a chance. Because, let's face it, Amazon, you've got your music thingy, but it's... It's above... Uh, it's second in line behind Spotify in right. users. But, but not... Well, so... Um, yes. Because I think... <laughs> Yeah, because uh, it's actually, and I'm trying to see, I'm double checking the statistics. Uh, yeah, so I wonder, follow me here, and that's what I was going to check the statistics on real quick. I wonder if they're trying to take on Apple finally. Um, and, and, and follow me here. So. Apple Music Plus, which is their thing. And again, just Apple Music Plus has 78 million subscribers to Spotify's 90. But there's a lot of people that are deeply bought into Apple's ecosystem, right? In just album purchases and things like that, that I want that that's one of the things that holds their thing. And Apple's library is bigger. Um, So here's the way that here's the way that I'm kind of thinking about Spotify. Some of yeah, so I'm looking at it right now for Q2 2021. This is the closest one I can find. Spotify, Apple, then Amazon, then Tencent, then YouTube, NetEase, Deezer, Yandex, and other. So if you pull Tencent into Spotify's numbers, but right? you can't because it's a different service. It's uh, that's not how that works. <laughs> Platforms not don't work that way. <laughs> You can't so kind of like here, yeah. All our all our users now have Spotify accounts. Yeah, but that's that's not how the platform is. That you're jumping to a you're jumping to a world that doesn't exist <laughs> and and doesn't like isn't in that like the highway is this way and then you're on like the side road over here doing some like curly cues or something. It's it's the only way I can make this make any sort of sense is that Tencent and an Epic have some other idea here. I think that part of it could be there's part of it look when it comes down when you think about the diversification and business model, okay? Because Epic bought ArtStation as well. ArtStation is a very popular platform yep. uh, for a lot of the designers that work on our game. Like they have art stations and stuff like that, right? You know, it's just one of the more popular sites around the world. Um, Diversification is not necessarily a bad thing when it comes to uh, the way or the business model that Epic is running, right? And we both said a couple times that, like, compared to Steam, I much more uh, enjoy the Epic curated list than a Steam list all day long. I do, too. Um, yep. It's a... You don't get the bloatware. You don't get some of the, the crazy, asset stupid flips. things, the asset flips and all that kind of stuff that you would get in a Steam. Uh, yeah. Steam is very popular, uh, but, you know, Epic actually goes and makes games <laughs> to go along with it, unlike Steam. Um, and uh, so hey, uh, I think you get a lot of things like that, you know? And and, and while we're there, I'm just going to crap on Valve for a minute. <laughs> Where the hell is Half-Life 3? Epic can make games. That no. is vaporware. That's never coming. Care. It's never Epic, coming. If if Epic can make games, you got Half Life, Alex. Be be good and be thankful. That's it. 
Like, you got Half-Life Alex on the little VR thing. That's as good as you're going to get for the next 20 years, probably. Because um, wasn't it, I don't know how many years it was between Half-Life 2 and that, but... Um, I think it's, you know, I think it's one of those things, too, is like, uh, you know, as, as Kramer points out in the chat, too, it's like, Epic uh, hand got Quixel, which is, you know, uh, what do they call it? Photogrammetry, I think is what they call it. Uh, it's technology that will help them make... Uh, their game's probably more realistic. It's going to be a little bit easier on textures. Like, part of Epic's great... You know, part of their business model is the software and the, the platforms that they are creating, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not just about the intellectual property that they own or the store that they can make and things like that, right? And so, to me, it makes a little bit of sense in that what if you added Bandcamp to Fortnite? Where it's like your favorite artist could be imported into bank into Fortnite automatically. You can make your own playlist in Fortnite based on all the artists that are on Bandcamp. So I could have an entire list of nothing but nerdcore artists playing for me in Fortnite. You know, um, that seems like an interesting like. I mean, that's that is like literally the bare surface kind of thing you could do to bring it together. But that's one way to kind of like make it work, right? Because you've got a lot of people who are spending time in games like that. Um, and you're adding value to the whole kind of piece. If you want to play the Apple route, iTunes sucks. <laughs> and I own I, 50 million Apple devices in my house. Oh, iTunes sucks. It I'm, sucks I'm on the phone. I'm not into their, their nope, ecosystem, I won't, sadly. I, I can't buy, buy the contract I have during my day job, but I have to like legally say I hate Apple iTunes, not because I'm contracted to but because i tried to do it as a user and it's bad ui it's bad uh, integration yeah. it's terrible the um, ui is the ui is not good the only thing i give apple is that they were the first i'm deeply bought into their ecosystem with with movies and tv shows that i bought before there was other options like viable other options um Microsoft so, and Windows would like have a conversation with you because they were viable before the iPod was. Not, Their not, marketing not, was not as good, but I'm they technically sorry, were on the. They the technically Zoom were on the can, thing. The Zune can take a leap. <laughs> uh, look, Zune users, hold on now. All right, Zune users, I just want you to send all hate mail, courtesy to Alex, the humanoid, because y'all Zune Zune users are like, man, they are like fanatical over that. Uh Peace. I didn't have oh, look, one. I wasn't. I wasn't. Apple I was, was too poor. First. I'm saying Apple was the first one to get the platform to the point that it needed to be, um, <laughs> and and you can say that, but and people, a lot of people be like, but Android's the most prolific one. I'm like, yeah, but Android is made by 15 different manufacturers, and half the Android phones out there are absolute garbage. They uh, really are. Now, Android itself is made by Google. <laughs> No, the, the operating system is, is Android, but I'm saying half the phones that have Android as their OS are... Well, that's a hardware thing. Like you're, trashware. That's like saying that 90% of the Windows PCs out there are trash. And they are. Yeah. And that's why I use an iPhone. <laughs> I don't know. I got a lot of gaming rigs that would like to have a conversation I'm with the new Apple there, you know, thing. There's a reason you don't use an Android, my fellow co-host. Uh, I tried. I could. I have thought to go to a Pixel phone because, to be honest with you, the Google ecosystem with their UI. Uh, this is getting super nerdy. I'm going to push my glasses up for just a second. Uh, Google's ecosystem, in terms of the look and feel of Android, works faster and better 
at some things than Apple. Uh, what I can't do and why I continue to use most of the Apple machines that I do is the editing and all of the like render wear and stuff like that that I want to do. Uh, and I'm not paying $4,000 for that tiny little box that Apple announced yesterday in uh, $1,500 for a screen. Sorry. Good as it may be, still Only not going to do Apple it. Apple this cross-platform function. I'd agree with that. Again, I, so I like, and, and I am a cross-platform thing. In this house, I have iMacs, I have PCs, I've been a, a multi-thing. Android has never, I've never really liked, and I, we have an Android phone at the store now, and I still don't really love the the function of how is the, it base android is a google pixel because here's it's a here's, samsung no, something and that's the problem i don't like samsung i don't like their version of android that they put on the phone that is not pure android that is samsung's version of it and it's like fire os which amazon uses when they put on their tablets and stuff like that is, is oh yeah part of android but it's their version of Android. Samsung's yeah. is their version with their bloatware and shit like that on it. Yeah. And so, I, like, I don't the like only time you should ever be using worst. an Android phone is if it comes directly from Google. And yeah. that's like, if somebody else ha could make the Apple OS and put it on their phone, I would probably wouldn't buy that phone because it won't work as well. No. You could make uh, a Hackintosh, but it won't work as well. <laughs> that's true. And that's why, like, I buy those. Um... 100% Kramer. Samsung wrapper over Android is problematic all yeah, day. Uh, and so that's why I don't use like the Android, but everybody's like, Android's a best friend. I'm like, yeah, but half of them are Samsung wrappers over Android. Yep. Um, I'm just not a big Android fan. Uh, here's, a, here's a thing that I would like to say, though, too. Um, the, the one thing that I will say uh, in Epic's entire lawsuit against Apple and other places, right? Um, they sued for better, for basically a better store, a better payout for creators, uh, in the retail side of things and stuff like that. Um, if they're trying to take the same route with Bandcamp that they did with the gaming platforms, um, that could be an interesting play because, uh, I've got music on Spotify under a different band. Uh, I haven't seen a single cent from it. <laughs> because it, it doesn't pay it takes a lot um and it'll be interesting if they apply the same economic mathematics to streaming that they do with gaming that could be an interesting proposition for the world of streaming from there so you could take Bandcamp and try to make it up to be as big as like spotify uh and probably try to take you don't need to you don't need to take them down you just need enough market share to be viable i don't know i i really actually like spotify um i have I have deeply considered multiple times buying Spotify Premium so I didn't have to listen to ads. Uh, I use Spotify because it's it. the only viable one out there. Spotify Premium is the only viable premium service out there that's worth it. Uh, the rest of them are garbage, frankly. Uh, so if somebody can come up and take a little bit of... But Spotify also doesn't pay anybody anything. That's the problem. Their payouts are abysmal compared to the rest of the oh, uh, industry, yeah. mainly that because nobody's forced true. them to do that. So if if it's Bandcamp or Apple or uh, uh, what's the one in Europe, uh, Dweez Diesel, maybe it's Diesel, or if it's the one that Jay Z and them founded, uh, you know, if, if it's any of them that can force the damn needle, 
right? It's so it's so much in such a way that like vinyl and CD sales, CDs, actually rose like 15% last year because people actually want to go like there's a whole thing of music that I can't get anywhere else that I want to be able to play, but I can't put it on Spotify because they won't allow it anymore. Apple and Amazon got rid of their local file storage options. Like it's a pain in the ass. Make it simple. If I bought music, I want to be able to play it anywhere. And you know, I want to be able to play it anywhere. It's yeah. just that simple. I keep thinking about buying it. Uh, to respond to Grandpa Joe and Shaq, I don't buy the half Android manufacturers suck. Don't buy the surprise. So this comes down to the reason I think that a lot of people won't leave Apple. And that's this. It's very simple. And and this may not appeal so much to our audience. So I want to tell our audience to take yourselves out of the way that you look at some of this stuff sometimes. Um, when I buy a PC, I do a lot of research on the graphics card and the processor and what kind of stuff's in it and what kind of boot drive it's having. Do, 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 do. And when I do that, I'm doing that because I know that's part of the process. I can just go to Best Buy and buy a PC, but it's not going to work as well because I didn't do that research into the type of PC I should buy. I personally, and I know a lot of people, don't want to do that same research for my phone. There are so many Android-based phones out there, and that's just it. Is that some of them are cheap, some of them are more expensive, da, da, da. Some, of, some of those Android phones are overpriced bricks. I don't want, and Gervinator just hit it right there. With Apple, you're paying for the consistency. What I'm paying for is, at least with my phone, when I take it out of the box, I have, I think this is an 11 Pro, right? When I take it out of the box, it works. Never had an issue, ever. I reinstall my apps, I do my stuff. I have to go through that annoying process of like re-inputting passwords and shit and resetting up all that stuff. But you have to do that with every phone. Um, but it just works. And for my phone, especially for my phone, that's what I want. And you're paying for this thing. Right, I can't be asked to research so I buy the phone's gear for grandparents. I, I don't think Apple's geared for grandparents. Uh, you obviously have not been watching late night Fox News, Joe. He is, just, <laughs> he is just, he's got a string and he's just pulling I, you just all, along. Because here's the, the, here's the thing. The grandparents are using this weird goofball and it's freaking hilarious because I've seen it. It is an Android based app that they've like redone the UI on to be for boomers. Like you will see <laughs> like commercials for it on ESPN, Fox News and CNN like really late at night where it's like, this is great. I can text my grandkids. And it is an Android phone. It's an Android phone. Yeah. It's a boomer phone. The boomer phone is the Android phone. Um, it's it's funny because it's like the 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 Samsung arguers in the in the chat, and I looked at the latest Samsung uh, prices and compared them with iPhone. They're exactly the same because that's called marketing. <laughs> They're all bricks. You can't repair any of them. Stop, stop being hey, brand loyal. We're teaching you better than that, Nidenico. Fuck them all. Hopefully, this right to repair legislation will not get crushed in the courts, and we will have right to repair soon. I am hopeful. That's great. So then, so then everybody who thinks that they can fix their phone is going to go brick it, and then they got to go spend even more money with the same companies. That's exactly what we need. No, to be no, doing. no. The, the whole right to repair is that you <laughs> don't have to go to Apple or Google or whoever to fix the phones, um, which I think will be good because it'll open up like people who can fix phones and give them jobs and <laughs> careers and things like that. Um, you want to move on 
to yeah. uh, I don't think it, we said we were gonna bring as much salt because it was a good Star Wars day, and then you guys got me sidetracked on like having brand loyalty on a piece I of hardware. Jesus. I wasn't blame. I'm, I'm gonna blame Grandpa Joe, and he's gonna blame his brother in the chat. That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> no, he can't blame his brother because his brother subscribed with Prime, and he gets a pass tonight. So <laughs> I kind of want to talk about the Sanderson thing next. You want to go with Sanderson? All right, we'll come back to Crunchyroll and I that. Go for it. This thing is huge. I'm looking at it right now. Sanderson now has yeah. a 26 million dollar. Uh, $26 million yes. Kickstarter. It is the, it is the highest... Oh, no, it's got 22 days left. It is the most... Uh, it is the highest rated... Uh, not highest rated. Uh, highest earning so far Kickstarter uh, in history. Of, in history. Um, I... I am really torn about this. I... I all right. Here, here so... I want to give full, uh, I want to give full disclosure. I backed this morning at a certain okay. level, but there's a comment in the chat. I guess Joe took a sip of his old man coffee, uh, in his comeback to his senses. Cause he was like, I wanted to back, but it's prices were bonkers. I, I am just not, uh, uh they're not, they are <laughs> 40. 40 bucks for four ebooks? No. $200 for four books? For to get for to all, get for to all get. formats that you get you the audio, the ebook, and the premium hardcover. I understand that, but the difference in price from the ebook yeah. to the to the hardcover. And you know hardcover prices because we printed a thousand of these books, right? Yep. That so is a little insane. It's 160 for just the ebooks and the also Kickstarter appears to be down right now. Uh, <laughs> so I tried to go to Kickstarter. Yeah, I had to get in. They're doing maintenance. I'm staying on the page so I don't get booted off. Okay. Um, so to go through it for the chat, the e especially since Kickstarter's down, the ebooks alone. If you just get the ebooks, ten bucks each. I actually don't think that that's outrageous for four books for forty bucks. Um, quarterly audiobooks. So that's the audiobooks. It's four audiobooks. For 60 again i don't think that's completely bananas 15 bucks an audiobook's not terrible premium hardcover here's where i start to get a little iffy tell me why now in this case you get the ebooks and the hardcovers mm -hmm. right so you're basically paying which i don't want deduct, to be if frank. you deduct the cost of the ebooks you get you're paying a hundred bucks for four hardcovers. I mean, here's the thing. I think that, I think that the, he needs another, it, it, to make this fair, I think he needs another tier in here that's just the hardcovers. That's a hundred dollars. Yeah. Which at um, that point, plus shipping. So my, my thing that I was looking at this morning um, and is that he was saying it's going to cost $40 in shipping. Um, Oh, is that with the backing? You still have to pay another forty in shipping. Yeah, so it was one sixty. I think okay. the was the level that I did because first off, I like the if this is the covers that they're doing, or if it's anywhere close to that quality of cover, I'll pay for the good art because I'm gonna put it up there right next to uh, to my uh, uh, some of the other Sanderson books and to uh, like uh, some of the ones from uh, like Pat 
yeah, Pat Rothfuss and all those kind of ones, right? Like, I've got some of the special editions all sitting right there. They're lovely. I like reading more on paper because uh, I stare at screens all day and then I broadcast mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. I'd rather just, you know, curl up with the book. I'm old man. Go ahead in the chat. You can call me old man in the chat. I don't care. I like physical copies of books. Um, I do too, Mainly but- because, you know what the best thing about a physical copy of a book is? When I'm done with it, i.e. the cyberpunk, right? I'm done with this cyberpunk book. I can find another player and go, here you go. Have a book. Yeah. <laughs> Can't yeah. really. It's hard to do that with ebooks. Not in, not, yeah. It's not impossible, but it's harder to do with ebooks and stuff like that. Um, um, so um, I'm not backing because I'm not a big Sanderson fan. I want to get. I want to try it because it's not tied to some other series that I've got to read fifty thousand books for. And now, let's. But here's the thing. Based on his, based on his stuff. This is him hitting. <laughs> Sorry. This Check is him hitting. This is hitting. This is him hitting the the publishing companies. That's the whole point here. Uh, because he, if if the release schedule is correct, these books are done. Yes. Right. So this brings me back to the the Kickstarter thing, and this this has been a debate for a long time, which is. What is Kickstarter supposed to be? And the argument is, is it was supposed to be a way to raise money for projects that weren't done yet because you didn't have access to the capital Mm -hmm. to do those projects. Sanderson has no problem getting a publishing deal, period. He He wrote the last Wheel of Time book. Nope. He 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 doesn't. But this is not being published through a publishing deal. It's being published through his self. It's his imprint. Right. Which means he's... He's like, I don't want to go through a publisher. I'm hitting the publishers now. And that's fine. He's going to be a multimillionaire after this project. Well, he's already a multimillionaire, right. technically. Yeah, uh, but. N- more so, right? Now, right? And I mean, good for him. But I guess my frustration with these is why put this on Kickstarter? That's my thing. Like, and, and honestly, if I'm Kickstarter, this is the thing I've never really loved about Kickstarter. And we, we full disclosure, we did Identico on Kickstarter. We will probably do the next project on Kickstarter. But when we're doing the next project on Kickstarter, it will be because we will we not be need, doing the next project on Kickstarter. I just won't put that out there for you. Are we, are we doing GoFundMe? What are, what well, are we I'm, moving to? We'll figure something else out, but I have, I have uh, my own beef with Kickstarter as a platform. So Also those NFTs things that they're doing. Part, that's uh, part of it, yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, Kickstarter has lost sight of the platform it's supposed to be. This is great. They're going to make a bunch of money off this project. Um, and good for them. But mm-hmm. uh, Kickstarter has become a glorified pre-sale system. Yep. Uh, and they basically are just giving you a platform to set up an easy-to-build pre-sale page. Because, bleh. Right? <laughs> uh, I don't I don't like it. I think that it, it, I think it detracts from what kickstarter is supposed to be and i don't think that that is um i think there's there's two different things though you uh holy crap if you do the whole year and get the swag box it's not 40 and ship it's 120 no the swag box uh no it's 160 i think no i'm looking at it right now it's 120 well, I can't see because it it's not. The- uh, yeah, I've, I've, I brought it up before it went down. Mm-hmm. Um, Thanks, Kickstarter. Why aren't you aware of our broadcast schedule? What if, the fuck? It's 
if you just do the books, it's forty in shipping on top of the hundred and sixty you're gonna pay because you have. Oh, to Oh, you're the saying level. shipping is a hundred and twenty. Shipping. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, that's why I didn't do the swag box. Because, because uh, mainly because I don't care. <laughs> I'm not a huge Sanderson fan when it comes to all the other series. So I just don't need crap lying around my house. It's like those, like, uh, it feels like those monthly boxes they used to sell. The loot crates and all that crap. Because you just get tchotchkes delivered to your house every month. It just takes up space and then ends up, you know, in a in a landfill somewhere. Because it's just a bunch of crap that you'll never, that you don't actually want, you know. Um, I, I think there's two different things that, that, there's two schools of thought when it comes to uh, Kickstarter. Is... If Sanderson is doing it under his own imprint and he's not going through publishers on purpose, I'm okay with Kickstarter here because, and this is built a Weebly site and accomplished the same goal. He could have, but with the, it's the marketing, it's the look how neat and look how many other people are doing it. And it's FOMO and it's, it's, it's it's marketing. It can be marketing, but it's also a matter of getting the upfront cost to do some of these things and to judge the interest. Because had he set up a Weebly site and done a lot of pre-sales and it didn't get to a certain threshold, then legally he could just either have to refund everybody and he's out the three plus percent of credit card charges for that. Um, or he has to go through it and lose money. And anybody that's ever created anything at critical mass on the internet uh, knows that there is a chance that it's going to flop. Uh, and it doesn't matter who you are, there is a chance that it couldn't happen. So Kickstarter or Indiegogo or GoFundMe or any of those kind of things all provide at least some way to judge interest in the project ahead of time. Um, if this was Del Rey or like the problems that I always had was like, uh, the, you know, the penny arcades and, and the, the big developers of the world using Kickstarter, you know, established companies that don't need the extra exposure when it kind of comes to that. Yeah. Um, or, uh, what, uh, there's been a couple of board game companies that do Kickstarters now. Uh, and I'm like, why are you doing this? <laughs> like, you don't necessarily, it's not needed, you know? Um, no. And so, you know, my issue with Kickstarter in terms of blockchain, NFTs, and all the other kind of things that are coming along with it are separate from this particular issue. But it doesn't help me want to go and use Kickstarter anymore, even though we have done a ton of other, you know, we've done a ton of projects. We've worked with a ton of people who've done projects. We've given, you know, consultation to those folks on how to run a successful Kickstarter. We had one ourselves, right? Like, um, you know, it sort of is what it is, right? Um, but it's just an interesting of like, um, it's an interesting sort of play at just trying to put something out in the world and see what happens. Because mm -hmm. I guarantee that Sanderson, he's not the most cynical writer I've ever met in my life, but he keeps it real. I'm, you I'm know. certain he didn't see this coming. Absolutely not. And that's the thing. It, My guess, and, and this is completely has, conjecture. He has, he has no stretch goals, no nothing. Right. So my guess was just he thought he was going to get right to his million dollar mark, which means on the whole project, I'm guessing he'd make probably three, 400,000. Yeah. And how much of that right. would go to pay, you know, artists? No, no, I'm saying after all the stuff was yeah, done. Yeah, but I think, I think though that there's a lot more that's gonna get paid to artists and things like that to it, yeah. right? Like, I think that's uh, part of what he's doing here. Um, so, 
I mean, it's a million dollar goal. Um, and he, wow, 114,000 people. Uh, yeah, it's gotten, how, I mean, how, <laughs> day one, it was over $15 million. How, how you doing this New York Times bestseller list? He just put four books out and sold 114,000 copies of each. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm the New York, half but, joking. Well, the New York Times, well, I yeah. know how they do it, but it's. Yeah. Well, but I, I mean, I'm for those of you. Who, because they don't do it. Well, but for those of you at home, the New York Times list is, doesn't actually reflect actual sales. It's all a PR play. You have to pay to get on the list, and you have to do it a certain way. Like it's not actually like by, um, it's not actually how you perform. Let's put it that way. So, all right. Um, so all that to say, I'm I'm happy for the guy because I like to see more sci-fi fantasy novels out there. I like sure. to see it dominating the the literature market out there. I don't like I don't mind Sanderson as a writer. I love watching his uh, writing series. He takes all of his lectures from BYU. Uh, that he does every other year or so, uh, and he puts them online on YouTube for free. Um, and if you ever wanted to take a, a you know a master's level course with Brandon Sanderson, there you go. You don't have to pay for it; it's on YouTube. Um, so, I mean, all else, you know, all things considered, it's better than that stupid Pebble Watch that was the number one Kickstarter of all time. After that, so you know that turned out to not be great. So, yeah. Um, so we'll see. All right, I think we got time for. I, one I do. More. Hold on, I do want to talk about though that like, uh, chat was just asking if we can start a Kickstarter to bribe uh, Patrick Rothfuss into finishing uh, his series. Um, not gonna happen. Not no. <laughs> We're not gonna bribe Pat to do that. It's fine. First off, neither neither he nor George nor George R R Martin are going to finish either one of those series i think pat might I, I got more money on pat finishing it than i do more George. money on pat martin i mean i'm sure they haven't released the name yet but i'm sure that martin has somebody already lined up just like probably jordan did um to finish game of thrones once he yep. dies because at this point with uh with where he's at with winds of winter and the fact that dream of spring is he as far as i know he's even started on yet um I don't think you're ever going to see it yeah. by him. What do you okay. think? One more topic? Well, I was just interested to, like, there's a, we can do this actually more as a lightning round kind of thing because Funimation okay. and Crunchyroll are now all owned by Sony Entertainment. So uh, we started this show uh, with Star Wars. We continued it with Epic and their acquisition of Bandcamp. Uh, and this kind of fits really, like, into it from there, right? Those two catalogs coming together under one roof. Uh, and then it being all, you know, owned by Sony Entertainment is an interesting proposition because Sony kind of feels like the one lagging behind in the whole streaming service right now. And it's a very interesting part of the market to get to. I don't think Sony is interested. I think that as far as streaming services go, they're perfectly happy with, I think they're going to be perfectly happy for at least for the next five years with having Crunchyroll and Funimation, which do well. Um, their other big stuff is their Marvel properties as far as, as entertainment stuff goes. Um, and they're going to give all those to either Disney or somebody else, right, to stream and get a cut of that money. And yeah, so but, yeah, I, but they're more of a production house in that, in yeah, that rather than an IP ownership, right? right. And that diversification but, I mean, doesn't happen. They own the rights to... 
all the Spider-Man stuff still, and as long as they continue making Spider-Man movies, they will continue owning it. Yeah. Um, I think the manga side of Funimation is, is coming over as well, too. Which is everything's coming over. Yeah, the whole a, library is coming over. From um, the chat, it's a it's an all cash deal. Sony bought it from AT and T. Which, by the way, all our favorite fandoms are owned by these mega corporations. Like people, like I remember people were like, "Wait a minute, they were owned by AT and T, like the phone <laughs> right? company." And yeah. I'm like, yeah. Speaking uh, of terrible phone service, <laughs> do do do. Um, and neither side is even talking about. Blu-ray. No, I mean they they own the whole company now. They just it's an all cash deal. Yeah. That they bought it. I don't know what they're gonna do with it. Um I don't know. Maybe they're gonna integrate it into their video game division. It, <laughs> like, no, we I mean it, all the JRPGs. It could it could be. I mean, you you got the idea for spin-offs at that point for some JRPGs. Yeah. I mean, there's there's that portion of it too, but I mean Frankly, as somebody who's just getting into and trying to get onto anime, like now having the two largest ones under one roof, I'm from a customer perspective, I'm a little bit happy about that. I only have to pay one thing to get to it, right? Um, and conglomeration and stuff like that being what it is, like it's it was a little weird. I mean, it's almost like Marvel, Spider, DC being like. Having like the way that Funimation and Crunchyroll were trying to like be apart and like do all these kind of things, and so it's like, you know, you're not gonna get the market share behind it that you want if you stay divided in that way. Um, so I don't know, a one-stop shop kind of thing feels good from a customer perspective. We'll see how it works in the production side. Both Crunchyroll and Funimation are what's interesting. Both of them. <laughs> They're more distributors than anything else because they're not. Crunchyroll and Funimation aren't the. Crunchyroll does houses. produce no. Crunchyroll is they more like some. they took they took the Netflix side of things where they are they are producing some of their own shows and things like that. So. But they don't hit the big like the top ten. Uh, they don't. Like the big but, anime producing studios. But if you think about how they're going to how that business evolves, I could see adding. You're adding the library there to get the money to fund being able to do more of it in-house. Tony's trying to become the Disney of anime. Could be. I mean, it would fit their market share. Uh, yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> Chat said, yeah, High Guardian spiced it and land well. Um, um, yeah, I'm going to go with you on that one. I know there's Blade Runner Black Lotus that has piqued my interest. You know, very cyberpunk for us, but... Um, you know, and then there's, uh, I think Shenmue is there, which is kind of a weird one. Um, I don't know. I think it's an, it's an interesting kind of piece. I'm in a wait and see sort of mentality here because Sony being yeah, Sony, they they don't tend to exert a ton of control over these things. They just sort of put them in there and have it going, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, Spider-Man being what it is, they showed, you know, they showed that they are willing to work with things... Uh, for the betterment, I guess, of the fandom would be the best way to put it. Um, mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, so I'm interested to see that. But all of the all the catalog is, I think, at least the uh, digital stuff, I think, has already moved over to Crunchyroll, so it's all there now. Um, most of it. Yeah, so. Yeah, most of it. And they said more will be added, but yeah. they're working on it. 
the list of titles they've got on there is extensive. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot of uh, first five seasons of My Hero Academia. Yep. Uh, what do I see big names in here? Uh, oh, wait. Cowboy Bebop. Yep. Uh, do, 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 do. Where are your other big ones? Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! You know that's an interesting that's an interesting one that that Tip brings up in the chat is that you know Netflix does have an anime division and Castlevania was a really good show, and I think that was a Netflix original. So I wonder yep. if some of this too is having a little bit of just not a little bit of like cachet against you know the Western sort of side of the business maybe, um, yeah, and being able to kind of like swing with it. Although we've got our own issues with Netflix in terms of the catalog. It's the yeah. steam of streaming services, let's be honest. It really, really is. <laughs> it, you, like, that is probably, like, that it really is. Yeah. You can't, somebody, like, somebody, there was somebody who was tracking how many Netflix original shows and movies there were, and if you started right now trying to watch them all, yeah, you would die before you finished. <laughs> like, it's insane. Yeah. All right. A uh, couple we'll of quick, see. Couple, couple of quick hits. Um, Warner Brothers have delayed uh, the Flash and Aquaman two. Black Adam has also been delayed. I think to later this year. Um, <laughs> there's a. I have a piece in here that just says Georgia Man, um, and I had to remind myself what that was. So, so <laughs> a Georgia Man is on. used. <laughs> What's that? They delayed this to 2023. That is weird to me because of how close those trailers were especially the yeah. flash one that one getting pushed all the way to 2023 which is at least nine months from now yeah right and movie studios don't release shit in january not not typically no um that's when you release romantic comedies not when you release the flash right um that's weird that's all i want to say that yeah uh um, that's weird uh, Georgia man uh, used a small business COVID loan to buy a rare Charizard card, got busted for it, and is now serving time. Uh, I just maybe don't do that. <laughs> maybe don't use your COVID relief fund to buy Pokemon cards because you've got a 36-month federal prison oh, for wire fraud. It's SBA COVID fund. Jesus. Yeah, it's a COVID relief loan. <laughs> He was trying to you know buy. What? And you almost could have gotten away with it if you were gonna resell it. If it wasn't right? for like those it, pesky kids and their Pokemon you, cards. You, it's it's a business. Buying and reselling Pokemon is a business. Sure. <laughs> I don't think though that this was his business. I think it was no. you know. Uh, he spent fifty-seven thousand dollars of his eighty-five thousand dollar relief loan on the Pokemon card. Um. So yeah, maybe uh. <laughs> that's a ma <laughs> that, chat, chat's like that's a Magic the Gathering Swamps player move right there. Yep, yep. <laughs> Florida man doesn't need competition. Look, Georgia man's giving him a run for his money. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, you know. Uh, uh, last couple of quick hits. Uh, Amazon is creating a God of War series. I'm cautiously optimistic. To, yeah, might be the way. With, with how good Lord of the Rings looks, yes, I am a little more likely to let Amazon have a little bit of rope. Um, but boy, that's all. But, that's all they need to say the entire show. Boy, video game, 
<laughs> Video game adaptations are hard. I mean, like I, I think though, if you if you if you mix the Viking style that has had a lot of uh, success on TV with just a pinch of the Lord of the Rings kind of like weird out, out there production quality, I think you'll be okay. Um, the writing's got to be a little bit better, but I mean, honestly, the writing. Casting's gonna be key here. Casting is gonna be key. You gotta get the right person for it, but I think I think they can pull that off. That's gonna be <laughs> Tom interesting. Holland is gonna make a great Kratos. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness! Oh, oh lord, that's gonna be great. All right, last uh, thing for the show got added at the last second. Thank you to chat. In the Discord down below, in our Identico Discord, they turned me on to this last thing. Konami is bringing a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles bundle to the Switch. And that includes the fighting game and all the old arcade games from back in the day in one bundle. I cannot be more excited. So all I need now is the X-Men arcade game to come to Switch and I will be set for life. Because those oh, games were quints. That one and the X-Men one, actually. Let me take that one. I need the X-Men one this is, and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle one. Like, this is legit. Like, that series of games for the Switch. Like, I want to run, like, an eSports tournament with the with the TMNT fighting game. Yeah. At the store. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, that's... I Like, I really want to do that. Yeah. No, no, no. It's, it's called oh the Cowabunga God. Collection. Uh, and it's got 13 games that were released on consoles for the Game Boy, SNES, Sega Genesis, and includes the beat-em-ups of Turtle in Time, the 2D Fighter, Tournament Fighters, which I remember from back in, I think, the SNES days. Um, oh, it's slated to be on PS4, PS5, Xbox, Switch, and PC via Steam. I, will be, I am excited about I, this. I will be buying this. Yes. Like, I will probably be buying multiple copies. Probably. That's just amazing. There's turtles in that. time. There's turtles in time, and then I think there's the original uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game that's in there as well. At least I saw in the trailer. I um, mean, yeah, you just can't get any better than that. I'm sorry. Yeah, like, it's, it's peak. It's peak all of it. So I'm I'm here for it. Uh, that is exciting. We're gonna end it on a high note. Yes. <laughs> all right. Wow. Alex, where can people find you when you're not running your lips with me? I am at Alex the Humanoid on all of the social medias that exist anywhere. Um, uh, tomorrow, and like many other days, but tomorrow you can find me running Identico Games at Gamers Heaven in Linwood, where you will also find Mallow. But uh, we run twice a week now. We have got Identico going. We're up to twice a week because you all have made it very popular <laughs> at the store. We really appreciate it. Yep. Uh, Come early because we're going to have to figure out seating arrangements. We have again. very long tables. And we'll figure and it out. We will. We but will, come early we'll if you can. Set up. Yep. Six o'clock, so, by the way. Six o'clock Pacific time. Amen. So, uh, yeah, that's where you can find me. Yep. Uh, you can find me everywhere at The Mallow Man. Uh, you can also find us at Identico. Uh, if you haven't already, go to our new YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Identico. Uh, hit that mm -hmm. subscribe button. Hit the, uh, hit the little bell notification, everything like that. If you're uh, one of our few but mighty uh, folks that are listening to us on the podcast, uh, go check that out over there because there's some more content that's coming there that won't be coming to podcast soon. So go check mm -hmm. it out there. You get to see our beautiful faces talking to you. Uh, and this coming Monday is another episode of Chaos Incorporated. 
where I was uh, at last week, actually. And uh, you're going to start this week because... I'm going to at least uh, start this week, so i got to figure out how to get five people we, on the stream. We left it We left it on a cliffhanger. We did leave it on a cliffhanger, and it's going to be fun. Uh, hopefully, everybody will be back with us this week. Uh, it's fun playing in this one. We've had a lot of fun with it uh, as, a, as a concept and as a story, so come join us. A little bit of light kidnapping last session. Just a uh, little bit, but, you know, it was just, you know, it was a fun little fueled party you know just it was good everybody got a little loose it's cool and that's cool. what that, that you choose there for go back and catch up on the old uh episodes yeah and go check it out it's, it's funny so we appreciate you uh so much check out our sponsors check out our links uh below and everything like that if you want to support the game uh otherwise we shall either see you up at gamers heaven tomorrow or we will see you on monday right here 6 p.m p uh pst uh, until then, be good to yourselves, be good to each other, drink your water, take your vitamins. Uh, I was going to say wear a mask, but that's all going away, so go get vaccinated. So if anything happens, wear then a mask if you still want to. Wear a, yeah, stay safe. If you're comfortable, that's the biggest thing. Go stay safe. safe. Do the thing that it takes to stay safe. For uh, you and yours. Yes. And uh, we love it. We love you. And we'll see you next week, okay? Ma! Ma! Good night, everybody. <laughs>